so like overnight you totally revamped your whole home like crazy floor, and now it's all rubber floors and equipment what happened it was you know what man it was like i i had i was telling zach you know i'm forced to shut my gym obviously yeah so now all the trainers like you got to lay off half your staff and then the trainers were trying to get them to do all this virtual crap Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, what am I going to do? And I, I, we have this extra living room yeah. that we like, just don't use. And yeah. I'm like, my wife's like, let's just dump the couches and call Perform Better. And then they just drop shipped a whole bunch of shit. My wife and I just installed it. And it's like, yo, bro, bro I'm perfect. about to hit them up, son. I'm like, What's yo, that? I got a couple of living rooms, man. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you train today? Um... What did I do? You know what? Today was, uh, I actually went, I did a bunch of intervals. Like I took like about five and a half miles and I did like, you know, on the street, I did like a minute hard interval where I was monitoring heart rate and then I'd recover for two, two, two minutes. So I probably got about 16 intervals in, which would equate to about five and a half miles. I did that and I just had to do like a plyometric live class, which I just jumped out of the shower because I was a dripping mess. I'm done now today, man. I don't want to Dude, tomorrow. you hate the lives. What's that? I saw one dude talking shit on the live the other day. Oh, really? Uh, oh, my yeah, God. He was talking shit, so his wife, like, reads him the comment, and uh, I think he said something like, hey, man, aren't gyms supposed to be closed? No, it wasn't, was like, it wasn't even that polite. It was like, you effing asshole. Yeah. You've got us. I mean, listen, Jesus, I'm like a peasant compared to you. Like, you've got millions of followers. I mean, I, I just, I'm more shocked how people are just angry, man. Like, they just, yeah. <laughs> like... I don't get it. Like, I'm trying to do good things. Yeah. Like, you effing asshole. Get the F out of the gym. And I'm like, dude, I'm in my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, man, you got to realize we come, we come from a different demographic. These days, it's cool to be a hater. Like, yeah. it's cool. People bond over hate. Kids these days, they're not bonding over passions. They're bonding over mutual hate. So it's cool for them to call someone out and be like, hey, man, you have no life. All you do is go to the gym all day. It's like, no, actually, I do have a life. I do many other things. You know, that's not all that I do. Listen, I'm going to go on record. I mean, you know, Sadiq and I have become friendly over the last few years. I mean, out of, I mean I'd say, and I'm a huge bodybuilding fan. Like, Sadiq's one of my favorite people in the industry. I mean, it's been, it's been unbelievable to kind of watch his progression because I've seen him from gold, in golds the first year he got on stage. I mean, I was there watching you. I watched you go from, you know, physique to yeah. – classic physique and i saw you make those transformations i'm still trying to figure out what category i like you better in but mm -hmm. um you know it's been it's been great and the best thing about you is you're is you're, is you're a great dude man i mean and so i kind of see you from one side that i think people don't see you from and i couldn't imagine you know all, all the crap you're getting bombarded with i mean i have 200 plus thousand followers and i'm and i gotta deal with it it, it sucks but you gotta develop thick skin yeah nine out of ten times it rolls off my shoulder that one out of ten time it could catch me. And for the next 48 hours, I'm like, fuck, man, my head is too small for my body. Or shit, man, you know, like. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I get like, worse than that. You know, like, these little things, they'll stick with you, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, you got to have thick skin. But besides having thick skin, you got to not give a fuck. And you got to use it as fuel, you know. If somebody talks shit, like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you with kindness. Or I'm going to kill you with success. You know, I'm going to use this for my training session. Right. So at certain right. times, it could be motivational, man. But it depends what kind of human you are. You know, some people, they get demobilized by being different or being made fun of or ridiculed on the internet. Me, I could care less, man. I don't give a shit. As long as you say my name right, spell my name right, I'm cool with it. You know, <laughs> so, you know, similar to what you're doing. You're working out at home. You're trying to get people in shape and like people are talking shit. It's like, come on, man. Like yeah. I'm doing this for you, not for me. I, you're already in great shape. You don't need to get in better shape, you know?
Yeah. Zach, what about you, man? Could you let that stuff roll off? Because I think that's been, I would probably say, one of my biggest areas of growth since, I'm, since I moved in this city 21 years ago is that, you know, I, I used to have the guy bump me in the subway and it'd be on my mind for the next two days. Now it's like, you know, now you learn to kind of channel things differently. But I think, Sadiq, you said something that was interesting. One in 10 times, nine out of 10 times you can handle it right. And it's just that one time. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, you're in the wrong mood, that's man. The wrong spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it also depends on like the the day you're having. Maybe like they may just have caught you at the wrong time. But I mean, I, I think as I've gotten older, I've done a better job of, you know, trying to figure out what matters. And honestly, most of the time, it's some stranger, and they might just have a problem with how I look or maybe the way I, I say something, and I can't change their opinion of that. It's like this, this is what helped. This is part of your business. Both of you. I mean, you know, Sadiq gets on stage and he puts himself there to be judged by professionals as well as anybody in the audience, as well as anybody taking pictures. And who knows, it could be the lighting is shitty. It could be, he just, they took it at a bad angle. So it's super, uh, basically you can't win when you put yourself out there like that, which is why you have to build up that confidence. Um, but as for me, yeah, I used to be, I used to let it really eat me up inside and just, you know, and sometimes I still do. It sucks, but at the end of the day, um, you know, my toes are still tapping and I'm just trying to, to, to keep moving and keep doing some, some cool stuff. And we've been doing that. So, you know, it's been all good, man. I love it. So, Sadiq, what's your, so what's your, like, you do so much from a digital standpoint, right? I mean, that's, is, is that a big point? Can you go through your, go through your day for us right now? Because everyone's lives have been changed pretty, oh, pretty. Man. How's this all that? Dude, I've been forced to level up, man. So let me talk about it. everyone's lives have been changing. And the first 24 hours, I was like, all right. I spoke to my wife. I was like, listen, this is not a physical battle. This is not about having food. It's not about having gym. This is a mental battle. So the people, this is a good time for the underdogs, like guys like us, okay? Guys like us, we could now jump two or three levels, whereas everyone else got comfortable. They have all the success. They got these million-dollar corporations. They got the businesses. Now, what I did, dude, was I'm recording a crazy amount of content every day, focusing so much on my client transformations, um, reaching out to my clients, my businesses. I got a few things in the works. But I haven't grinded more than I have uh, in the last two weeks. And I don't know, God knows when, man, you know? So I'm looking at this opportunity. You got to think about it this way. Everyone's home right now. They're forced to watch you. You know, there's only so much you could do on the stage from a stage standpoint. My 3 million followers do not come from the stage. It helps to look the part, but this comes all from social media. My sponsorships, my endorsements, this is all social, social media, putting your personality out there, giving people a chance to follow you and be inspired by you. And that's all it is, man. You know, it has nothing to do with the six pack. It's something that Don and I have been discussing a lot, actually, as this has gone down. It's using this time wisely and to your benefit and using it and trying to figure things out. Like if you're miserable at the job that you maybe not have to go back to or you're at home, from, use it to, to find a different job when this does and this will pass. And, you know, if, if you're, you're making content, yeah, why not make a ton of it? And why not, you know, why not use it to refine some of the things in your life that you've been maybe putting off? Yeah. Well, it's not a bad situation, though. This is, you know, I mean, like we're spoiled as Americans, man. Like people live like this all the time. You know, people aren't allowed to leave their houses. You know, there's so many third world countries right. and um, so much like communist government. And, you know, like this is this this is a great life. We have food. We have water. You know, we can no, work out right. at home. Come on, man. You oh. know, spend time with your significant <laughs> other. You know, like yeah. there's yeah. things that you could do. And, I just uh, meant the situations weird as in, or, or in like upsetting as like uh, just everybody around the world being sick. 
I mean, not like having to stay at home. This yeah. is this is hardly sacrifice at all. And I get what you're saying, and I I totally agree with you. Um, you know, but, but I, I do have a question of that. Like, uh, yeah. so are you? I know you're. Are you religious? Because uh, I know that. Uh, I think you. I just uh, one of my one of my coworkers was saying that that you're religious, and he had a question about your eating habits. If you if you have to fast at specific times, and how that affects you. Um, am I religious? Yeah, I believe in God, you know, but I can't okay. say that I practice any particular religion. So okay. I don't practice neither one. Um, but if you're fasting, man, you know, like how would it affect you? I have plenty of clients that fast, you know, because Ramadan is coming up. Right. So what do you have to do? You know, you have to squeeze in three highly caloric dense meals like in a short period of time. So, you know, I know there's a lot of bodybuilders that do it. Um, thank God I live in the United States where we don't we're not we're not fasting a lot of people don't have to fast over here in the middle east like if you don't fast they put your face in the newspaper it's like you know like you're shunned from society like you have to fast but um oh, yeah man i don't know i wouldn't deal well with being hangry all the time you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> I, can't I, got a, I got a, I, I got a question for you in reference i mean bodybuilders i think are some of the most um disciplined human beings on the planet. I don't care. Anyone can argue to their blue in the face, but the way that you guys have to eat, putting, put the training aside, let's just talk about the nutrition. And you hear about how, like, I'm, I'm sure you've, you haven't missed a meal or you, or you're one of these people who, when you're on, you are on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Explain to a lot of the listeners out there, the importance of this. So they wonder why they can't put on weight, but one day they're eating, you know, 3,500 calories and the next day they're eating 1,500 calories. And I'm like, guys, it doesn't work that way. But yeah. can you give us your opinion? This sounds really basic, but it's important. Yeah, 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 for sure. So the biggest show in bodybuilding is the Mr. Olympia. You guys know the Mr. Olympia. Arnold made it famous by winning four or five times, you know, um, Ronnie Coleman. So that is our Super Bowl. So for the last Mr. Olympia appearance I did, I did 11-month prep. So 11 months, I didn't miss wow. not one meal. Not one meal, like not one, like anything, not one training session, not one meal for 11 months straight. Jeez. And um, so that's what kind of discipline it takes. Six meals a day, waking up at 6 a.m., taking pictures for your coach, sitting on the couch for 10 minutes, waiting for your coach to respond back to tell you what you're eating. Literally every morning I had to wait for my coach's orders. All right, you look good today. You look tighter. You look softer. Um, it looks like you're holding water. Here's your meal plan. So um, two cardio sessions a day, every single day, all out intense training every single day. Um, everything is calculated from your sleep to your water intake, to your sodium intake, to your, you know, like weighing out every meal, um, you know, to the grain, you know, and um, it really is crazy because you become a machine and you don't eat for pleasure. You know, eating is one of the simplest pleasures in the world. And then you're training so hard. What's the other simple pleasure is having sex. You're training so damn hard that your body is under so much inflammation and stress that like you may not even be able to have sex, you know, because you're just, your body's in survival mode. Um, what is another simple joy? Going out, hanging out with friends, you know, having a beer, relaxing, like say goodbye to that. So you're taking yeah. away your social life. You're taking away your sex and you're taking away your food. Like, oh, you sold me. I mean, it's, like... <laughs> it's crazy, bro. You know what I mean? You know, but it really has, you know, catapulted me to a new level of discipline and a new lifestyle, which is great. But it's not for everyone, man. This is, I don't understand how anyone could compete and not be obsessed with the process of training and nutrition. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, if it's not, like, when I watch you train, it's a part of you. Like, I can just tell you're there, and, like, I'm sure you have your days where you're tired or you're not feeling 100%, but when you're in that zone and you get into it, you, you love the process as much as anything else. Yeah, and that's yeah. obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I tell my friends all the time, the only time I feel truly alive is when I'm preparing for a show. That's when I feel the most alive, you know? Um, it's that state, it's that uh, low body fat state where you feel like a fucking warrior going into battle. Um, testosterone is flourishing. You feel like Superman, you know? So, in fact, when I don't work out, I'm severely depressed. Like, yeah. if I miss a workout, I don't feel like myself. It's like brushing my teeth. I wouldn't go a day without brushing my teeth the same way I wouldn't go a day where I don't have an incredible workout. And right. my wife knows when I have a bad day, it's because I had a shitty workout. But if I have a good workout, it primes the rest of my day, you know. Um, well, Sadiq, how did, how did things change for you um, in terms of your approach of the process when you switched divisions? Or did oh, man. Dude, I had to switch divisions because the reason I switched divisions, nobody really understands why, is because um, I started out in men's physique. I got runner-up in a Mr. Olympia two years in a row. I was there. Yeah, yeah, two years in a row, and I just wasn't challenged. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't challenged at all. My heart wasn't in it, and I was like, you know what, man? I really love fucking training, and the judges want me to get smaller and smaller and smaller. My first Olympia was 191 pounds on stage. My second Olympia was 186, and then my third Olympia, 179. And my body kept on wanting to grow and grow and grow, and the judges were telling me, like, yo, dude, like, chill. You're getting too big. So... I decided, I was like, you know what, man? I'm not going to compete anymore. So I went like five months. Yeah. No, I went almost seven months. Okay. So I went almost seven months and people are saying classic physique, classic physique. I was like, man, I'm too small for that. I need 25 pounds of muscle. So it's five months out of the Olympia. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather try this and fail than not trying. So I was like, I don't know if it's possible to gain 25 pounds of muscle in five months, but I'm going to find out. So in five months, I actually gained 27 pounds of stage weight muscle, stage weight muscle, 27 pounds. And I got third place. And I'm one of the only guys from men's physique that placed top three in men's physique. And then consecutively top three in classic physique. How do you feel about classic now? Is that where your heart lies? Is that where you're at? Are you, are, are you going to continue to compete? What are you going to uh, do? Yeah, I'm going to continue to compete for sure, man. I'm taking another year off. Um, how do I feel about classic? I think it's fucking great, dude. I mean, I I'm not talking. It. I'm not talking shit about men's physique, but you're just standing it. there. It's a male beauty pageant. You're standing there with your hand on your hip and smiling. It doesn't. It doesn't cater to my physique, you know. Like some guys, they look tremendous, not flexing. But me, I need to flex and show my lines and my V taper in order to look very impressive on stage. So I love classic physique. Uh, me and my wife were trying to start a family. So as soon as that happens, I'm gonna hit the ground running again. And um, yeah, so sometime next year for sure. Well, Zach, Zach, what, what's interesting about it is when I, when I watched Sadiq compete in men's physique, I mean, Sadiq, I, I thought you looked incredible. So I had no idea that you were kind of going through that emotional right. tug, tug of war. But looking at you on stage two years in a row, second place, I remember, you know, I didn't know each other well, but I remember just being like, God, he's just so close. He's just so close. Yeah, exactly. And then when I, when I saw you go for classic physique, it's a division that... Listen, I'm not a competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. If you ask me any division that I'd want to go in, it would be classic physique. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's on. badass. It's yeah, badass. Yeah. So but when you went for it, I was kind of like, 
oh shit, can you pull it off? And then I remember seeing you a few months later and just being like, and this is, this is a compliment, but just yeah. to myself, what freaking spaceship did he just get off? <laughs> what exactly? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I only did a five month prep. Like I said, I usually prep for 11 months straight. I did a five month prep and I was skinny fat when I started. So this is what happened. Um, the supplementation didn't change. The diet didn't change. I'm going to tell you what changed. When I was in men's physique, I used to train two times a day, every single day, seven days a week. So I put my body in this catabolic state where I couldn't outgrow the division. When I finally took two rest days a week, one hard one hour training session a week, my body fucking grew. It grew when I took rest days. It didn't grow. I'm telling you, man, the supplementation is equal to what I was taking in men's physique. The food was equal to what I was doing in men's physique. It was the sleep and recovery and a rest. Like my rest days, I really rested. I didn't leave the couch. I didn't leave the bed. Like I didn't go to the mall and go shopping and run my errands and go to the post office. No, I, I stayed my ass at home and I slept, 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 take naps. And I got huge, man. Uh, I just want to pivot one real quick about this, this whole situation now, now that we're in here. I know a lot of uh, contests and a lot of, um, a lot of things have been canceled or postponed, uh, some indefinitely. And, um, you know, do you think this is going to have a lasting impact on, on the, the sport, on the industry? So it depends, man. You know, I'm not really sure, man. What makes these guys tick? You got to ask them. Is it the shows? Do they need the gratification of competing every two months in order to feel good about themselves? So I don't know. My crystal ball, um, I don't know. My crystal ball isn't telling me nothing right now. What do you think, <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I my my wife passed a funny comment the other night because she's been helping me out tremendously with my digital business right now. I mean, my whole life has just been flipped for a 180 with having to close my club and, you know, operating out of here now. This is a good time to work on your brand, man. For everyone out there, even people that don't have a brand yet, you always have a brand. Yourself is your brand, you know. Even when I had a thousand followers, I still had that vision. I remember I was one of the first guys on YouTube. Hey, what's up? My name is Sadiq. I'm 24 years old. I'm doing my first bodybuilding show in 10 weeks. I don't know what I'm doing, but follow me on my journey. Boom. Yeah. You know, that's right. a fucking brand, man. You know, people yeah. love that shit. Like, there's so much shit to do at home and people don't want to do it. Like, the same thing, man. Learn how to do a pull-up. I know plenty of guys that can't do 10 pull-ups. Like, you know, practice your pull-ups. Practice, you know, your leg raises. Practice push-ups. You know, there's so much stuff you could do. Right now, I've been doing like high intensity like exercises. So I do interval training, circuit training, and it's actually benefiting me. You know, it's giving me a brand new outlook on training and what I'm used to. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I love this time. Fuck, I wish this shit lasts a little longer. <laughs> Let this shit last longer, man. And when this whole thing is done, I hope people still stay six feet away from me because yeah. I want to focus, man. I, I want to focus, dude. You know what I mean? And, and people have this misconception of me because I see me in the gym. I'm so focused and laser focused that people might think I'm arrogant or I might think that, um, you know, I'm full of myself, but it's no, I just really care about what I'm doing and I really want to apply myself wholly. But that's what I love about Bev's. I've never, you know, I've never gotten that. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're a big name at Bev's. So, but I still never, that's why I go there to train. Mm -hmm. That gives 20, 15 to 20 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm there probably one or two days a week. And there's, there's, there's nice gyms in my town. But when I go there and I walk in, you nod at everyone, you say your what's up. And then it's not like when you and I walk past each other, we don't say hi. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You don't say hi at some point. But if it's not <laughs> yeah, at that yeah. moment, don't worry about it. It's like, dude, you're in the yeah. middle of a set. Like everyone, yeah. that's mm -hmm. what makes mm -hmm. Bev so mm -hmm. special. Yeah, and that's, yeah. why, that's why it's truly the Mecca. So what Steve and Bev have created there have been, I mean, 
Could you imagine not having that? Could you imagine having to go into a sport club to train all the time? You'd still get it done, but there's something about the grittiness in there, about that being a hardcore gym that really, and Zach just did an incredible piece on Steve. Zach, that was unbelievable. Oh, thank you. I, I wish I could take credit for the uh, technical side of it. Um, I worked with two other, two other very talented uh, gentlemen, Daniel and uh, Pierce from our team. If you haven't checked it out, uh, Sadiq, check it out. It's, um, it's, on, it's on the Muscle Fitness YouTube. I sent it to Steve. Uh, okay. he, he really dug it. Thanks, Don, by the way. And you, actually, I think you guys both make a, a cameo in it. I know Don has an interview in it, but I think you guys are both training together. Yeah, man, that gym changed my life. So I don't know if people know the story of that gym, okay? No, so the story of that gym is this. I'm watching a Kai Green YouTube video 10 years ago, okay? And I don't even know how I found it. It was like one of those little thumbnails on the side. I'm like watching like something fitness related. And all I see is this fucking huge gorilla <laughs> looking back. And I'm like, what the hell? Let me click this. And I've never seen bodybuilding before. So I clicked this thing and I was watching um, in amazement and in shock of how someone can get this big. And then I didn't realize by clicking that one video, it led me down a rabbit hole. And I was there for six hours watching every Kai Green piece of content ever. And at the time, I was dating somebody, and she comes up to me. She's like, yo, what are you doing? You've been on a computer for six hours. So I was like, look at this guy. His name is Kai Green. Like, look how big he is. This is nuts. How does this guy get this big? And then she notices in the background of the video, it says, Bad Francis Powerhouse Gym, like in one of the logos. And she's like, oh, my God, that's like by, that's by our house. That's in Syosset, New York. And she's like, you should go there. And I started laughing. I was like, what are you kidding me? I can't go here. Look how big these guys are. There's no way. So uh, a month comes by and my birthday comes up and I open up the box and it's a tank top from Bev Francis Powerhouse Gym and a one month membership. So I'm like, holy shit. I was like, damn, I'm scared. I can't go here. So I started working out in my basement a little bit. I'm still working on my basement, trying to get a little jacked because I feel insecure, you know? And then I go there and I see Victor Martinez training with John De La Rosa. And Victor yeah. Martinez looks like he's made out of clay, like in a good <laughs> way. He's, he's got muscles on muscles and roundness. And, and I was watching him in amazement. In the corner of my eye, I was like, I couldn't train. I was just sitting there like watching him like a little fangirl. And um, so I, I started working out there for one month and I got hooked, man. I got hooked. And one day I was doing bicep curls by the dumbbells and – Steve comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you should, you should compete. I got shows. And I was like, nah, man, I do this for me. I don't do this to like show off and stuff. He's like, no, no, you do good at it. I was like, ah, eh, I don't think so. Comes up to me again next week. Yo, I got a show. You should do it. I'm like, nah, man. Comes up to me next week. Come on, man. You look great. What are you doing? Do the show. And then finally Bev comes up to me and I can never say no to a female. Like that's my weakness. Yeah, that's female asked for that, I had to say yes. So she comes up to me and she's like, listen, there's something called team universe. It's a pro qualifier. I'll give you a special invite. You have to do it. So there I go. I did my first show, man. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know I had to get tan. I didn't know I had to shave. I didn't know like anything, you know, I just showed up and I learned how to pose by watching the guy in front of me. And uh, that was it, man. You know, Bev Francis, that gym has changed my life, man. Seriously. Sounds what, cheesy. What was the – no, that's a beautiful story, man. I mean, and then after that, when you got off stage, what was – what went on in your head? Was it like this epiphany? Oh, was it like I'll, – I'll tell you this, man. So I got second place, but I didn't apply myself, okay? I didn't know anything about nutrition. <laughs> I didn't know anything about water. I didn't know anything about – you know, anything. All I knew how to do was train for three or four hours a day because I love to train. You know, I trained like I used to train in the 70s. Like, I would go all out for three hours. And I got second place. And I'm driving home. 
and 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 my girlfriend's like how are you feeling i started laughing i was like i feel great and she's like what i thought you'd be mad i was like no i feel great because i didn't apply myself i didn't know what i was doing and i was still good enough for second so what this <laughs> means is if i apply myself and learn what i'm doing i could be the best in the world and don growing up i was never the best at anything i wasn't good at sports i wasn't good at um you know in my grades and my studies i wasn't good i wasn't good at anything bro so this was this was like the shining moment like wow i think i found my niche finally at 24 years old this is what i was meant to do you know i could be good i could excel at this it's 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 amazing to me zach how someone could just have that like aha moment yeah go from not knowing what uh what a standing double bicep curl is to being the best one of the best in the world at, at what he does it, it, and honestly in two different divisions so right and i'll tell you man you found it you just got to keep your foot on the gas brother because i want to see big, big, bigger things out of you yeah. but i'm also it's also funny because the other side of that is i know that you know there's the people that have no have this passion from day one and they know what they want to do and they can they they have this drive to go for it so i fell into uh, Sadiq's camp like I, I I'm and I'm still like there's still things that I'm aspiring to, to do so I still haven't really hit that that niche like like he did and like that's what people like me are, are still seeking is to find that thing that really just hooks you well it changes bro it was meant to find you maybe it's not necessarily up to you to find it maybe it finds you but it always changes what inspired me last year doesn't inspire me this year in the beginning I was ignorant I didn't know how good I could be you know, it wasn't like I set out to do this, you know, yeah. um, it was just a passion project, man. So just do what you love, you know, like right yeah. now I start a podcast and I really love interviewing and talking to people, you know, like I'm really enjoying this right now. So maybe that is your thing. No, I know. And like, it's something that Don and I had this, we had talked about this, this idea specifically for a while and it took us a while to get it moving. And when we finally did, we still hit, uh, we still had hurdles and we were trying to figure things out and, we, and you know, that, that process continued and, you know, I feel like we've both put a lot of effort in to get better at it. And that has been something that I've been, you know, really pushing for myself. And I know I can see that, that Don's been doing it too. And we also talk about it. So this is same with me. Like this, this medium has been really just a, a rejuvenation in terms of, uh, you know, motivation for me. You know, I've had some people on that are like world renowned, yeah. world class in their certain areas. And I've been so excited to have them on. Yeah, yeah. And halfway through, I'm I, in front of Zach. Yeah. I'm, Dude, come on, stop, stop, stop with the yeah. stop. Yeah. The yeah. Answer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. How do you eat? Yeah. How yeah. do you eat? Stop yeah. saying, well, you designed the best diet that's for you. How, what was your day of eating? And right. then the guy turned to me and he goes, I intermittent fast till one o'clock. I eat a huge portion, a pound of meat. Yeah, I yeah. eat greens and veggies. And then I do the same in the evening. And then I have this. Yeah. Stop the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's been times where like afterwards, like, you know, Don and I will be looking at each other and we'll just be like, what, what, what was said? Did we, did we... I think I just ran. I feel like I just ran a marathon. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to like the bodybuilders or the fitness personalities that like, you know, that I, that I have an attachment to, you know what? No, oh, yeah. this guy talks a lot like me, or this guy has the same upbringing as me. You know, people want to know about that. What makes them tick? You know, I know I, a lot of my followers come, from you know me being real with the camera and talking about things that other fitness influencers don't talk about you know i grew up severely depressed i remember i wanted to commit suicide when i was 17 years old i could tell you exactly where i was when i told my dad like yo i don't want to be around anymore you know so when i see that fitness has changed my life it really has changed my life 
because when you find what you're passionate about, what you're good at, um, you know, that's what really molds you. You've probably reached way more people, and same with Don, and I know this, uh, way more people than, you know, might hit you up on, on Instagram or YouTube, but like you've, you've reached many more people who will never maybe articulate it, but it's definitely there. And that's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, like one out of a hundred people, like they'll come up to me and they'll give me a hug and Hey man, you know, I was going to commit suicide, but I read one of your posts one night and it changed my perspective on life or, Hey man, you know, uh, I was going to do this and this, but I didn't because of something you said in the video that I found. And you know, that's really powerful, man. Um, it's not about the muscles anymore, man. It really isn't dude. Um, any of the guys in the top five, top 10 are interchangeable, but you know, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I feel like there's so much more than just winning the Olympia for me. You also know that you need a life beyond that. I mean, unfortunately, we've seen so many Olympia winners that just haven't been able to capitalize in their careers yeah. and haven't been able to go in a direction that, say, maybe a Jay's gone in or an Arnold's gone in. And it's like you start looking at those guys and you're like, wow, these are guys that are, you know, healthy, successful. Um, they make their mistakes in life, but they've definitely moved on from being on that pedestal and they've yeah. gone in that direction. You've, you know, you've put so much into bodybuilding and it's given you so much back, but you've also understood that, you know, listen, there's like, there's, there's a, there's a, a clock ticking right now. Mm -hmm. I have to develop and I have to build other, other things. And that's why I love your, your, your business approach and how you've been dealing with your clients and the repost and the challenges and, mm -hmm. You know the success stories this is what i love dude let me tell you this man um in 2000 well i don't know the date but when i was 23 years old i got my first sponsorship and i never wanted to get a pro card or anything but i got my first sponsorship at 23 and this was like back in the days of like facebook there was no instagram and i signed a contract it was like 500 dollars a month and i felt like i fucking made it i was like 500 a month whoa you know what I mean? So, but this is the thing. This changed my life because I've never left the tri-state area. Not only was it $500 a month, but it was um, a plane ticket and a hotel to any national show that I wanted to compete in. So here I am like, fuck, I'm going to do a show in California because I've never been to California. I'm going to do a show in Texas. I've never been to Texas. I'm going to do a show in Florida. I've never done a show in Florida. You know, so uh, it's allowed me to travel you know, domestically. And then I got another sponsorship. It allowed me to travel the world. I've seen Australia. I've seen the Middle East. I've seen Europe. I've seen, you know, you name it, I've been there. So um, it allowed me to travel the world, find out who I was, have financial freedom, um, and really know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's not unrealistic to be a millionaire and compete in classic physique or men's physique. But you have to realize that the real success is gonna come from this phone that we're talking on. This is where all your, you know, you set yourself up on this phone, like everyone has in their pocket. I get so many kids that tell me, I'm gonna quit college and do what you did. I was like, whoa, whoa, first of all, don't quit college and do what I did. Because, you know, part of being a man is setting out to do something and finishing it. And if you can't finish college, that means hell no, you're not gonna finish getting your pro card because you right. have no willpower, you have no strength, but you know, you're not gonna go pro and make all this money. It's up to you to build your career, your following, your legacy with this phone, man. It's so, it's, it's nuts, man. But there's really also is. a misconception, the, the, right, right, Sadiq? And, and I mean, this didn't all happen overnight. I mean, we could say that 10 years ago, yeah. you didn't know what bodybuilding was, but damn, like, I'm sure you had some dark moments between then and now 
So, so yeah. Don, is it is it more like in? Let me just pile on because I want to make sure that I got this too. But I think we're you're talking about, you know, that it's not an overnight success, obviously, but it's this. There's no fear of failure. Like going for it and understanding that not everything is going to be like uh, this huge success, and that sometimes you know, you're going to fall flat, but you learn from it. And, you know, that's, that's something I know you've talked about that you've talked about some of the, the, the times that you came up short and how you learn from it. And I'm, I bet Sadiq has those too. And I think that, you know, and I'm sure you're probably open with anybody who asks, which is crazy helpful, way more helpful than somebody who pretends that they've done it all right their whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, 15, um, yeah. my gym of 15 years just closed a week and a half ago. Like everything I built in a brick and mortar right now is, is done and gone. Like fuck so that. Is it closed for good? I will, who knows? I mean, who knows when, who knows when the government's reopening? Who knows if the landlord's still expecting to collect rent or not? But I am not gonna sit there and complain. The second it happened, I went, all right, man, plan B. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking go. Like, what are, we, what are we gonna do? I got on the phone with the trainers. We did a Zoom call. I said, guys, get pumped up. We're doing the best that we can. We have no idea. Is this thing getting better? Is it getting worse? We don't know. But I got to worry about tonight. Yeah. I can't even cry about two months from now. No, I mean, Muscle and Fitness was acquired uh, by an outside group shortly before this all went down. And we were in the process of getting everything set up again to the best of our abilities and, you know, plotting our path forward. And when this happened, yeah, we had a choice to make. It was like, well... You either throw in the towel or I just said, you know what? Fuck that. We're just going to go for it. We're going to go balls to the wall. And guess what? We're going to fall short in areas and then we're going to reassess, but we're going to keep doing this. And Don and I have been pumped. You know, we've been crushing these, these, uh, this podcast. We put out after a hiatus, we've, we've been putting out a ridiculous amount and it's been great. But uh, I mean, even to the point where people on the team were just like shocked at how many we've, we've been delivering. And yeah, yeah. I love it. Everything right. is up to you in your own hands, man. When I was competing at the Mr. Olympias and placing runner-up in the world, people were thinking I was waking up, training, and eating, and sleeping. No. What I was doing was I was driving from Long Island to Brooklyn, working my 9-to-5 job as a property manager, dealing with non-payments, eviction cases, uh, repairs, um, you know, tenants fighting in the hallway. And then I'd drive straight home at 5 o'clock, two hours of traffic. I'd go home, eat real quick, go to the gym, work out for an hour and a half, take a 30-minute nap in my car because I didn't have time to go back home and eat again. So I'd eat a nap in my car and then do 30 minutes of cardio and then drive home and do it over and over and over again. So, Sadiq, I mean, you're, you're, you're putting a lot into your online program. Can you tell everyone where they can, um, where they can find you, your social media handles? Like, give, give all of our followers, our viewers a little taste on if they want to do your training, where they can go. Absolutely. All right. So what I'm doing right now was forced to level up. Okay. So I have a complete six week body transformation challenge going on. Um, now I had to make an in-home program. So people with very limited and even no equipment can sign up and still make a transformation. Perfect. Give away $10,000 to two winners. Just hit me up everywhere. Um, SiddiqueFitness.com, Siddiqueheadzovic on Instagram, Siddiqueheadzovic on Facebook. Um, if you're watching this, you guys probably have already seen me before. But um, yeah, man. So if you want to win cash and get in shape, I'm looking like my next challenge. I'm going to do twenty five thousand dollars, five winners. Wow. So five thousand, five thousand, five thousand, five thousand, five thousand. The first two winners, like one kid, is uh, putting it towards his uh, his student loans, and the other guy who won is actually starting that five thousand dollars to invest in his business, his startup business. That's so sick. you know, and all you have to do is 
you know, that's not the prize though. The $5,000 is nothing. But when you fucking look good, man, like yeah. that's what I say. When you fucking look good, you have that confidence <laughs> to look in the eye and shake their hand and you stand up tall. We all know what an athlete looks like. An athlete just stands out. But um, yeah, man, I'm just really grateful to be able to speak to you guys today. And uh, you, I really bro. do appreciate the opportunity. Don, Don, I can speak to you all day, bro. Sadiq, okay. I feel the same way, brother. I mean, any yeah. any time we're gonna have to have you back on. And listen, like like I said, every time I see you in the gym, it's a pleasure. And I just it's yeah. been great watching you on your path. And keep doing what you're doing, brother. We're awesome, proud of you. Keep it up. Keep leading by example. All right. <laughs> I love Thank it. You, um, you can find my buddy at Zraz. You can find him at Don Saladino. Cool, man. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Later, Take man. Care, boy. Take it easy.